0: Welcome to episode 54 of The Process, stay focused.
1: Truth. Knowing I ain't the same person that was introduced. Thank the Lord cause I don't look like what I've been through. Here's a letter to you. I'm back again. Jesus on that cross I had to rise again. Time to get my blessings. Time to get my blessings. I had to live my life. I had to learn my lessons. I had to keep that smile but deep inside I'm stressing. trying to keep my spirits from that deep depression time to tighten up. I put my pride down and pick that Bible up. Welcome to episode 54 of the Process Podcast. I am Quayvon Taylor.
0: And I am Omante Martin. Today we have Levante David on the podcast. Welcome to the podcast, Levante.
2: Appreciate it, gentlemen. Thank y'all for having me, man.
0: Could you tell the listeners where you're from?
2: Born and raised in Miami, Florida. 305, man.
0: From South Beach
2: nah not south Beach <laughs>
0: <laughs> what was it like growing up in miami for you
2: uh miami was man a great experience man great experience Seen a lot did a lot it was fun as a kid when you grow up you get older man you start to see things you gotta realize what life is what you want out of life man and, uh a lot of the stuff down there will suck you into the uh, suck you you know turn you the wrong way so once you figure out what you want to do in life man you gotta try to prevail, try to get out of all that situation that you are in in Miami and just try to try to prevail, try to be the best man you could be, best man no one you can be.
0: So what was your what was your way out? Like, what, was it football? When did you start playing football?
2: Yeah, man, my, my way out was football. I mean, growing up in Miami, that sports is thrown in your face. So when you got the wound, yeah. you, know, uh, you got it. football, basketball, track, wherever it may be. Uh, I started playing football when I was six. When I seen my, my my siblings and my and my cousins playing football, so I wanted to do it too. And uh, I was thrown in there. My parents threw me in there, and uh, it, was, it was it was you know the rest was history. Fell in love with it. No, uh, I haven't miss, haven't
0: missed a year yet. So so what was it like? When did you start taking football serious? When did you know you know that was something you want to pursue as a career? You know, just
2: playing football as a kid, literally, you know, just. Being real competitive, you know, down there. Sports is real competitive down there. You're playing with different kids in different neighborhoods, different walks of life. And then uh, it's real competitive. It's fun at first until you realize, you know, this you can make a career out of it. You know, basically when you get to high school and when the stage gets a little bigger, and then uh, when you start learning more and more about football, you know, getting exposed to, to you know, colleges and, and, and having opportunity to go to the NFL, and uh, shoot, I didn't realize I had a chance actually until, you know, until probably about my junior, senior year in high school where I knew I had a I had an opportunity to go to a four-year college or, or wherever it may be and get a chance
0: to, you know, get an education and also play in the NFL one day. You went to the uh, Miami Northwest, you were a bull. Y'all won a national championship down there. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Y'all had a hell of a team. Y'all was loaded. What was yeah. it like playing for uh, Miami Northwest in high school?
2: I, I, I think personally, you know, I'm going to have to be biased, you know, it is the best football program in the world. Yeah. Uh Miami you knows the football, you know, a lot of people may not may not say this, but uh it's basically the the Mecca high school football. Everybody want to play for the West. Uh the tradition, you know, the, the the school itself just, you know, gave you that being out there on the field gives you that college atmosphere. All the colleges want to come there because all the talent is there. And I uh, get a chance to compete with a lot of guys. You know, as you already know, I'm sure I play well with Quavon. I met Quavon in my sophomore year. We had a class together. And uh, we, made, we made a goal for ourselves that we're gonna start that next year. And we ended up doing it. And uh man, just being there, uh being able to, you know, compete and fill in the shoes of some of the great players that came through that, man, was one of the one of the best experience experience in the real man the West is probably like that experience is probably some better than some college experience so
0: I want I want to know going to a school like that when y'all loaded with you know so much talent what was mm-hmm. that recruiting process like for you
2: our uh, recruiting man I remember I got my first offer when I was a junior I got my first offer from the University of Central Florida when I was a junior man and uh uh, that's that's like one of the moments that I knew like, oh, it, it, it's possible, this could happen. At first I'm just like, I'm out there just playing for fun. But now, shoot, this is an opportunity to get myself a free education. And also get a chance to go to a big university to make it go, be able to make it to the league. So, you know, uh, the colleges was coming left and right. And, you know, as you know, you know we had a lot of talent there. And uh, colleges ended up coming to see those guys and they'd be watching their film and other guys would pop out. You know, that's just how much, how talented we was. And, um, a lot of people made a name for themselves down there, man. A lot of guys hold, held their own when they was on the field, when they played, and, um, you know, it was, it was a blessing. And, uh, you know, I, I thank that school every day for the opportunity.
0: Uh, initially, where did you end up signing for uh, to go to college?
2: Yeah, so like you said, man, like, like I said, you know, being down there was exciting. It was, it was too fun for me. A lot of times I got messed up in classes, mixed up in classes, not doing what I'm supposed to do. So I ended up going to junior college. Uh, a lot of colleges, you know, pull back their offers for me because they didn't think I'll uh, qualify to make it. So I ended up going to junior college to uh, Fort Scott, Kansas. Uh, you know, uh, what motivated me to stay there was just, you know, seeing all my boys, man, Quay, you know, Sean, them, Marcus, a lot of guys go off to school and uh, do their thing. So for me, I was like, nah, I gotta, I gotta be, I gotta stay focused and be able to get to where them boys at. So I ended up going to junior college did my thing there, and then end up going, getting a scholarship to a four four-year university, back on track for my goal, and I ended up going to the University of Nebraska, mm-hmm. uh, where, you know, uh, first of all, I went to college in Kansas, so coming from Miami to Kansas, <laughs> was, a, was a was a huge culture shock, show, culture shock. You know, I ain't know what I was doing out there. Luckily for me, it was a lot of different guys from, you know, different cities, different walks of life and kind of like in the same scenario I was in so I kind of kind of felt comfortable and then uh you know did my thing there for a year and a half and I ended up going to the University of Nebraska you know kind of got comfortable being out in the midwest uh so I ended up staying out midwest you know I was able to you know staying out of trouble you know still having my family contact with my family still having them having them uh you know check up on me and stuff so I ended up just staying out in Nebraska I feel like that was the best fit for me for me to, you know, get to where I want to be and also um, get an education. Mm-hmm. My parents agreed with it, so you know, that, that's all I needed right there. And, uh, ended up going there for two years, man. Probably one of the best two years I ever had, you know, at a university, man. Met, met some great people. And uh, like I said, coming from Miami, you, you seeing these people, you're just trying to compare people, compare, you know, their life to your life, and they're just, everybody go through different things, man, but it all similar in some way. Everybody trying to have Got the same goal in mind. that just get an education and try to make it out and try to do the best they can for themselves. And uh, I met a lot of great people at Nebraska. Now a lot of, I still got a lot of friendships right now to this day. Uh, grew, grew tight with a lot of men, dudes who I saw become boys, go to men, become men. And I'm very proud of that for sure.
0: I wanna, I wanna take a step back in your, in your uh, college football career to JUCO. You know, what was it like? going to Juco, you know? They, they have that uh, Netflix uh, series, uh, Last Chance you So what was it like playing for a Juco?
2: Man, it's, it's everything what they shown Last Chance U, man. Uh, I played against some of those schools and I was there a lot, some of those schools in Kansas. Shoot, I remember my first day there, man, I had to do a conditioning test. Condition test like no other, you know, as you know, you go quick and vouch for this, and we was at the West, man, the condition test was brutal. But we passed it with, with flying colors. For some reason, <laughs> I couldn't get past this one. I couldn't get past this one, man. It was brutal, man. And damn, uh, to quit. Damn, to quit. Well, I actually did quit. Then, uh, you know, I talked to uh, one of the guys who actually recruited me to go there. You know, Eddie Brown, father of uh, Antonio Brown. He was there coaching. He got me there and then he talked, talked me back into it, man. You know, like, come on, man. You know, like, you can't you ain't come up here for nothing. You gotta stick it out. So I was like, okay, cool. So ended up sticking it out, man, and uh, ended up becoming a Juco All-American, uh, uh, one of the top linebackers in Juco, was uh, um defensive MVP of a national championship game in Juco. Um, you know, everything you know, works out, man. Like they always say, man, God has a plan as long as you stick to it, and I stuck to it. Glad I did. But, you know, a lot of people kind of quiver when they hit Juco, yeah. but Juco is a... Is, 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 it really turned you from a boy to a man in a heartbeat. You out there, you know, alone. You don't have really nobody to, to, to lean on. You're away from, away from a family. You really don't have no money because JUCO is not like other four, I mean, four year schools, universities. So a lot of stuff you got to do on your own. You know, you got to apply for different stuff. You got to do everything on your own. You don't have your parents that, uh, you know, walk you through stuff. So it does help you grow up and it's also humbling, you know, but. It's not, it's not as bad as everybody makes it seem, man. I feel like it's uh, if you don't have an opportunity to go to, you know, D1, Division One school, and you really want to play football and JUCO is a choice of yours, I, I, I would encourage you to give it a try. As long as you got your mind right, as long as you know what you're coming in there for, coming in and get your AA degree, get a scholarship and going on and try to finish out, finish out your dream. And, uh, you know, that's what I did. You just got to have your mind on right. And, uh, focus on the process, man, you know, you guys got, got a great podcast, and that's exactly what it's about, you know, just focus on the process, stay in touch with the process, and uh, not, not let nobody, you know, veer you off of what you want to do, mm-hmm. and that's what you, that's, that's what's exactly what you got to do, and, uh, and I was able to do that, you know, I'm a, I'm a walking testimony of it, you know, anybody want to, you know, <laughs> reach out to me, ask me questions, whatever it may be, man, I can tell you all about it, just kind of have my on right, just understand what you're there for.
0: Mm-hmm. What, what what do you think was the biggest thing you learned about yourself, you know, going to JUCO and, and going through Nebraska?
2: Uh, biggest thing I learned about myself was I'm not a quitter. Wasn't a quitter. You know, I'm a disciplined, real disciplined person because a lot of people in my position, like I said, you know, I was ready to quit. And a lot of people, a lot of different people in my position would have, you know, Going through, going through what I went through, probably would have said, man, F this, I can't do this. I better go back home and find someone else to go try a different school. But, you know, I found out, you know, I realized, you know, God had a purpose for me and I told myself I'm going to grind. I'm going to grind it out and I'm going to stay focused and I'm going to be disciplined. And I'm um, not, not let nobody, you know, take me off track of, of what, what God has in store for me, whether it's, you know, friends, players on the team or even the coaches on the team. I'm going there, do what I got to do, listen, do my job, and, you know, get back get back on track for my goal. And uh, I feel like Juco for sure made me the guy who I am today. You know, a person who said myself like a guy who, you know, don't complain, you know, or just go out and do what I'm supposed to do and make the best out of any situation.
0: So entering, you know, Nebraska, how was that transition from playing ball from, you know, high school to now you in the, you won the Big 10 back then, it was what, the Pac-12? Uh, big, big 12. Big, big 12. 12. Yeah. First of all, going there, man, it was night and day.
2: <laughs> from going from, you know, Miami to JUCO, then to uh, uh, Nebraska, it was night and day. Uh, coming from a JUCO program and then going to a big university where you got everything laid out for you, people doing <laughs> everything for you, when you're so used to doing everything for yourself. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. Now I feel like I made a great choice. Um, first got on campus, man. I was in awe just of how everything was set up, how every how everything was structured, how everything was organized, and how, as asked you, how everything laid out for you. And then on the football field, man, it just was a it, it was definitely fun. But it was a, a, a the the learning part was the most probably the most difficult thing for me. It just understanding defense more. You know, I felt like I was a smart guy already, but when you get into college, man, it's just understanding, you know, different. Playing with college co- uh, NFL, college coaches, but with NFL backgrounds, you know, they just, just help you understand concepts, help you understand schemes. And, you know, it was a, it was a lot of learning I had to do. And uh, I was able to, you know, catch on pretty fast and I was able to get, get a starting job you know, to do some unfortunate circumstances, you know, the guy who was in front of me got hurt, a couple guys got hurt and I was ended, up, ended up starting. But, uh, you know, it was it was definitely night and day, man, from going to high school, just going out there, giving you one defensive call and you going out there playing and then Juco, a couple of defensive calls and then going out there playing and then once you get to Division One, man, it's a whole new ball game. Out there playing against even more talented guys, even more bigger guys, and, and, and understanding like different, <laughs> uh, uh, understanding different, you know, schemes like I said in the defense of what you're trying to do and just try to learn, understand the offense is more, you know. Uh, it was a fun process though, man, and, and, and it helped me get to, to the NFL for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah, what do you think you learned most about yourself uh, from that transition to Nebraska?
2: Uh, I learned most about myself, man, was just being grateful, being grateful, dog. Just being through what I went through from high school to JUCO and then ended up getting the opportunity to play at a big Division I school, man, I was very grateful and very thankful. Um, Just, just, just being there and, and, and accepting all the stuff that I, I did go through and then just understanding that all the hard work paid off, of getting there, but the job wasn't done. Um. Just and just being like I said, just being thankful, dog. It was it was it was it was crazy, man. Just going to classes, classes right there, being on campus, just meeting all these new, new different people, and just get, eating better food. I mean, it was the whole it was the whole, whole three sixty, man. It was, it was just I was just, it was just fun to be a part of, and uh, every day I walked on campus, I had a smile on my face. Oh
0: yeah, so. So just hearing your story, man, I got to know, you know, what was it like going to JUCO, going through those experiences, then becoming so grateful, but now, you you know, second round, you being drafted, you know what I'm saying? Well, how was that feeling?
2: First of all, being drafted is like the best feeling in the world. You know, uh, and when you officially know that you know that (laughs) that you're going to get drafted, you know, shoot, it it might sound cliche, but it's, it's a dream come true. You know, uh, after my junior year in Juco, I knew, when I knew I had a chance to actually play in the NFL, I had agents calling me because of the success I had out my junior year. People thought I was going to come out early or whatever it was, but I ain't had no intentions. I just was out there, you know, just out there having fun, taking advantage of my opportunity being out there and then understanding understanding that it, it truly may happen and then just talking to friends and family, like, man, like, yeah, this, this, this is a real possibility. And then also shoot playing on TV yeah. You know, big big, big stage football and getting people back home who, you know, didn't know where I went at. You know, once I left high school, nobody had a clue where I went, where I was. So, and then me just popping back up on TV was a, was a great feeling. And uh, an opportunity to get drafted in the NFL, man, is one of the uh, feelings, a moment I'll never forget. I remember <laughs> everything, every scenario that happened step by step that day. I remember the whole process of going through it, going through the combine, the Senior Bowl, everything. Man, it was just like everything was just coming into coming into works. Like everything you you work for, everything you dreamed of is just unfolding right in front of your eyes. And uh, as and soon like you don't you don't realize it until you really get drafted. And then when you soak it all in, man, that's when those tears start flowing down your eyes. And uh, that's exactly what What happened? What happened with me?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, the Bucks called me second round, fifty eight pick. Man, it was a, a great feeling, dog. And uh, I, I encourage everybody, man. You, if you, whatever you doing, man, you want to, you want to have that feeling with basketball, football, whatever it may be, man. Just getting opportunity to do something
0: professionally, and
2: understand that your hard work paying off, man, is one of the best feelings.
0: Do you, do you feel like you know coming, having to go to JUCO and, and being you know drafted second round? Do you feel like you were the underdog? Uh... Yeah,
2: yeah. I always felt like I was the underdog. Um, going to JUCO, being under the radar, and then you know people always already having a uh, you know couple steps ahead of me. You know having you know playing in school, playing in Division One since a freshman, when I had to go to junior college, and then uh, coming to you know Nebraska, you know you feel like you have to work even harder. I mean, like I said, like I wasn't a starter. You know, the first day I got to Nebraska, I had to work for that as well. And I got an opportunity to play in the Big 12 and the Big 10. So, you know, it definitely was a chip on my shoulder. So what I did, I ended up, you know, winning, been All-American my both years. One year in the Big 12 and one year in the Big 10. You know, just, just doing the thing you love, man. Playing football, doing the thing I love, playing football. And then also just understanding that, you know, the road that I took is not like everybody else. So I definitely had a chip on my shoulder. So I feel like I did have a lot to prove.
0: Well, uh, so what was that transition like, you know, this childhood dream of yours that, to play professionally and now you finally achieve that goal? What was that transition like playing in the league?
2: Uh, it was different, though. it was different. You know, uh, it was completely different from college. Just the whole process of going through the Senior Bowl, getting evaluated, and then going through the Combine, going through evaluations, again working out in front of a whole bunch of people. You know, I was nervous doing the whole combine situation scenario and then, you know, going on, you know, visits and stuff, meeting with different teams, like, talking to people who you used to watch on TV,
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: uh, talking to coaches who you see only see on TV, Just it was just all surreal. And then, you know, after getting drafted and then ben coming to, to Tampa, you know, kind of like, it was like, you know, God sent me away. To, to just to come back home, so have my family, have, have, have my family, give my family an opportunity to see me play. You know, being away for four years, two in Kansas and two in Nebraska. You know, they rarely got a chance to see me play. So when I ended up coming to Tampa. You know, it was like nothing but a four-hour four, four drive
1: yeah.
2: to you know where with my family. That's like a three-hour drive. They they be pushing to get it. <laughs> so uh had the chance to come to Tampa, back home, back in the state of Florida, getting to play. You know, the game that I love, and then you know, I just remember, you know, just coming out of training camp, being a rookie, don't know what's going on, trying to find that bet to follow, just just trying to follow and just, you know, stay out of their way, <laughs> you know, do what, do what I'm supposed to do, not get on nobody's nerves and just go out there and just, at the end of the day, when you out there, just go ahead and just play football. And uh, I ended up getting a starting job, my rookie year, man, and, and the rest was history. You know, uh, I'm still on the same team nine years later. You know, which is uh that don't happen often, man. It, it, it's a big blessing. Oh yeah, so I, yeah. I think I thank God every day for it, man. And um, just the whole transition from going to college in the NFL was was pretty pretty surreal. You know, you you going from being with your homeboys, hanging out, with people you hang right out all hanging around all the time, whether it's in the dorms or in the, in the, in the training table going out with them into the NFL where you're around a bunch of grown men. You only have one goal in mind, and that's, you know, the football games and trying to get to the Super Bowl. So, you know, you don't make friends quick when you come. But, you know, fortunately for me, when I got to the league, I had a couple guys from Miami who was on Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Boy, E.J. Biggers and uh, Anthony Gator, who played with, played with me at the West, too. He was there, so, you know, I kind of, you know, hung around those guys, picked their brain a little bit and uh, kind of helped me, you know, transpire a little, you know, sooner. So, had to get on schedule as a, you know, as a professional, so they helped me out big time. And um, I first trained the camp, man, like no other, you know, being back in 40, forget how hard it is. It's <laughs> 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 just, just a grind, for real. That training camp was a grind. That whole rookie season was grind.
0: Be- becoming acclimated with the NFL and, you know, speed of the game and you earning a starting spot and, mm-hmm. you know, having a great career thus far. You know, what obstacles have you had to overcome uh, while playing in the NFL?
2: Uh, just, man, also just eliminating distractions. You know, uh, when people get to this level, they tend to be, you know, distracted, get get all caught up in the line, like, knowing, like, being happy with making it here instead of understanding why you're why you in the NFL. You know, with me, it was just, you know, you know, I had, I had I already had a great group of friends. I had, you know, a great family who protected me from all that stuff and kept me level-headed. You know, I mean, when, you, when you get here, people can, you know, tend to, you know, boost your head up, kind of, you know, stroke your ego, and you kind of lose your humbleness and forget how you made it there. So, for me, man, I just had a great group of people around me, you know, friends and family. I just, you know, kept me level-headed and uh, understanding my purpose of being here and what I did to get here. And uh, going through that Juco process, man, and uh, going through the process of not having no, you know, big-name schools at the end of my senior year called me, it kind of, you know, took me back. Like, dang, I got went through all that and now I'm here. But well, now I got to do whatever I got to do to stay here. And uh, don't let all that horror that I did go for, uh, don't take it for granted. And uh, just staying humble, man, staying disciplined, understanding your purpose, what your purpose is. And for me, it was just, once I got here, okay, what's next? You know, you know, like that—that—that that, that what's next? Attitude, like I made it. What you gonna do next? Become a starter, okay? What you gonna do next? You know, that type of attitude, and uh, that's what kept me going. You know, uh, you know, I tell everybody every year, man. You know, every year, every year I'm in the league, I take that year as like as my rookie year. I learn all over again. I prepare all over again, like I'm a rookie, like I'm trying to fight for my job every time. So. That's what just keeps, that's what keeps me going.
1: So the title of our podcast is called The Process Podcast. What does trust in the process mean to you?
2: Trust in the process mean to me is just writing down goals that you may have, goals that you want to meet, you know, whatever it may be, where weekly goals, yearly goals, you know, uh, monthly goals, whatever it is, you just Stick it to those goals. Uh, don't let nothing detour you from, you know, achieving those goals. You know, the main thing is just staying disciplined. And you know, as you know, Quay, when in high school, shoot, we had discipline above all before we even walked out of the, the weight room before we got done working out. So every time you touch that, you know, you got to understand that when you walk out, been, you walk out and then back in the rear where you got to understand being disciplined helps you, you know, stick to the bigger picture, and uh, that's what your goals are. Uh, your goals is the bigger picture, and uh, I feel like that's what, what, what trusting the process is—just having something that you trying to work towards, and just staying focused on that, and taking all as many steps as you can to reach that 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 goal, and then uh, being on top at the end.
1: When I think about Levante David, I think about the goat—the <laughs> greatest to do it, man—and it's—and it's a lot of hard work you put into it, man. Man, you have uh, mastered this crowd. You know what I'm saying? On and off the field. Mm-hmm. Looking at the person you are today, what is something that you would tell a younger Levante David?
2: What i will tell a younger Levante David is, man, just stick to what you know. Stick to what you know. Everything's gonna work out. You know, don't complain. Don't, don't second guess yourself. You know, trust your gut feeling. You know your, your 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 ability is there. You just gotta stick to it. Uh, never let nobody tell you what you can, what you can't do. You know, just for what you want, you just gotta keep on working hard at it, and you will you will get there for sure. You know, it may sound cliche or whatever, but when you work hard and and, and try to do as much as you can to to get what you, to reach that ultimate goal. It'll happen, no matter how long it how long it takes. Um, basically, you know, man, just stay focused, stay out of you know stay out of horns' way. Continue to be the disciplined kid that you are, the goal that you want. It, it it it'll be there. It'll all pay off, man. All this hard work you putting in, all these hours you putting in of studying, working out, it's gonna pay off. Uh, it's gonna pay off, and uh you're going to be able to, one day you're going to be able to get your family, to take care of your family. I
1: want to know what is one major obstacle that you had to overcome throughout your football career, whether it be through your football career or life, something that has made you a better man?
2: Man, the thing that made me a better man was just dealing with my mom's passing. You know, as you know, Quay, she passed away in 2016. And, you know, I was always, you know, I'm the youngest in my family. I'm the baby boy of the family. So. I was protected a lot, especially by her. So, you know, when she passed, you know, a lot of the stuff that she took care of for me, I had to do it on my own now. So that did help me grow from becoming from a young man to a man. So being able to, you know, have the stuff, you know, take care of the family, you know, being that shoulder, you know, shoulder that people need to lean on, being that extra ear and, uh, being more vocal, reaching out to people, doing the best I can to, you know, try to, try to, you know, get into the communities, help that community, just to, you know, be the be the type of person that, that she wanted me to be and basically the type of person that she was. You know, she was always that person who people came to when times were hard, uh, was for, you know, basically for, you know, an extra ear, never judgmental, you know, a person who everybody loved, you know, people who had a lot of respect for, her. so, you know, um, and I feel like I had to, you know, I had to take on that role, you know, be that extra ear to whoever it may be, it may not be family, but just friends, friends, and even though, you know, you know, getting to understand, getting to know people better, just just trying to be a positive impact in people's lives, you know, uh, that's why I try to do the best I can in the community, working with big brothers, big sisters, you know, uh, being down in Miami, reaching out to the youth down there. Just trying to be an extra ear that they could, you know, they could, uh, they could talk to. Cause like I said earlier, man, being down there is kind of rough. You know, you know, everybody only thing people know is you know football or whatever. But uh, just trying to let people know is is other stuff that you can do, you know, to make it out. You know, whatever, whether it's sports or not. If sports your main thing, then go ahead and focus on that main thing. More focus on sports. Sports, but. Just know that there's always something you can fall back on. The sport's not there. There's always something you can fall back on. And uh, that's just what I try to do, man. God has blessed me in so many ways, and I'm so thankful. So my purpose is to reach out and try to help uh, help and and inspire others.
0: Hey, Levante, man, we want to thank you so much for joining us and taking the time out, you know, to share your story and and to be transparent. Uh, Mm -hmm. Are there any lasting words that you want to leave with the listeners?
2: Oh, man, just, you know, You know, thank y'all for listening to me, you know, and just always, you know, always stay focused on your goal and uh, never, you know, never get sidetracked. You know, it always, you know, maybe bumps in the road, whatever it is, everybody have bumps in the road, but once you stay, stick to it, you know, man, your, your, your goal can be accomplished, you know, never let no little hiccup, you know, you know, change your mind, just stick to what you know, you do, stick to what you're doing. It uh, all unfold right in front of your eyes, man. And just know, you know, everybody's not everybody's out against not not everybody's against you, man. A lot of people's out there rooting for you, you know, and uh, especially me, whoever it may be, man. I'm rooting for you, I'm cheering for you, and I want the best for you for sure.
1: This episode was brought to you by Overcome Achieve Clothing. Allow what you have overcome to fuel the flame of persistence as you face and conquer your next challenge. Wear your truth, overcome. I think the main thing for me was trying to decide on who am I and like what I want to be and how I want to be remembered. Like that was my thing. You know, oftentimes I think about like my legacy and like the mark that I want to leave, not only on the industry, but the effect that I want to leave on people. Being a whole human being, going through my obstacles, going through the things that I'm going through. And not to only broadcast these things, but for it to inspire change.